Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 998 of the Juicebox podcast. Today on the Juicebox podcast, Jenny Smith returns for another myth episode. Today's is like super size compared to some of the other myth episodes. Maybe that's because we're tackling the myth that your doctor knows best. If after this is over, you'd like to hire Jenny Smith, she works at IntegratedDiabetes.com. Please remember that nothing you hear on the Juicebox podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. If you're looking for an Omnipod, check out Omnipod.com forward slash Juicebox. If you'd like to start drinking AG1, you can get five free travel packs and a year's supply of vitamin D with your first order at ag1.com forward slash juice box. And you can wear the same joggers I do, sleep on the same sheets. Well, not exactly the same. They're, they all come from CozyEarth.com is what I mean, I guess. Anyway, you can get those sheets and joggers and bath towels and everything else for 40% off when you use the offer code JUICEBOX at checkout at CozyEarth.com. Today's episode of the Juicebox podcast is sponsored by Touched by Type 1. They'd like you to check them out on Facebook and Instagram and at touchedbytype1.org. The podcast is also sponsored by Dexcom, makers of the Dexcom G7 and G6 continuous glucose monitoring system. My daughter is currently wearing the G7 and it's terrific. Small, easy to wear. You almost don't notice it's there. That's a rhyme. Dexcom.com forward slash juice box. The podcast is also sponsored today by US Med. That's the place where Arden gets her G7s from and her Omnipods and a lot of other stuff. USmed.com forward slash juice box. Head over there now, get your free benefits check and get started today. If you don't like, uh, you don't like using the internet, you can always use the phone 888-721-1514. Get started with US Med. Yay! All right, I hit record. Uh, hey, Jenny, welcome back to the Diabetes Myth series. Yay! How are thanks. you? I'm fine. How good, are you? Good, good, good. Oh, I'm good. It's Friday, so I'm very good. <gasps> it is a good day. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Friday is a good day. So we're going to tackle this one today. Mm-hmm. Your healthcare professional knows best. That's the myth. Oh, that's a yeah. fun one. Yeah, and it is supported here by so much feedback from people. And it didn't come the way I expected. So you're basically, in this episode, going to hear a lot of people's stories about interactions they've had with medical professionals. And then you and I will uh, banter about while while we move from story to story. Does that make sense? Fabulous. Yes. All right. (laughs) This should be fun. Well, yay. Okay. I've had coffee today. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go. I'm drinking water with, um, what did you tell me to put in my water? Oh, the electrolytes? I did that. Oh, good job. Do you like them? Yeah, they're terrific, actually. It puts a little flavor in the water, makes everything better. It does, I yes. went with the, n- 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 which one did you Noon, Noon. the N-U-U-N. Yes, yes. I did. Yeah. yeah. So I put awesome. the water in, I drop in a tablet, fizzy and go. Um, Fabulous. Okay, so uh, I'm going to point out some obvious ones here based on the feedback. Apparently, a lot of our dentists and eye doctors 
fancy themselves diabetes professionals. So um, mm. the endless things here. My eye doctor asked my daughter, has she checked her blood sugar today? Because <laughs> Jenny's laughing already. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> um, I was like, wait, well, first of all, we have a CGM and she checks her blood sugar all the time. She has type one diabetes. And that that was it. He didn't know what they were talking about. Just right. heard diabetes and said, did you check your blood sugar today? Um, yes. That's. Um, I, I feel like where it kind of stems from is the fact that they know they they have questions that they have to ask. Right. Mm -hmm. And they're on a, a typical intake form, this being one of them that coincides with a diagnosis that is on their medical history. Right. Yep. And so they have to ask a question about which they really don't have good education right. at all because they are in a, a dentist or an eye doctor or even potentially like a podiatrist. They're in a field that is very narrow. And so they know a lot, thankfully, about what that, you're there for, yeah. right? But on a baseline, they know that with diabetes, you should check your blood sugar. They may not even know very much about the medication mm -hmm. that you take. Um, I mean, I've had doctors, which I've only gone to once, and I've been like, you're fired. Did you take your insulin today? For, really? Did mm -hmm. I take my insulin today? That's Come that's on. the one. Yeah, like so that's just the, so I think that's the obvious tell. I'm talking to a person who doesn't know what they're talking about. But another person makes the point that while I'm at a, a an appointment and the doctor, the nurse, the somebody has no cl clear idea what they're talking about, my kid keeps looking at me like you like why are we here? Like <laughs> yeah, like you know, yeah. why are we listening to this person who doesn't understand all of this stuff that I know. Uh, a lady said that um, they were in a, an ER and people started flooding in and treating the kid like a sideshow to look at his Dexcom and look at his pump. Oh, and they're wow. like, oh, look at this. Like they had never seen it before. It was magical to them. And then yeah. the kid's response was, hey, shouldn't these be the people who know what this stuff is? But no. And, and it's not like one story, Jenny. It like goes on and on and on. Um, I, I can't tell you how many comments sound like this. My dentist firmly lectured my three-year-old and told her to never drink juice because it's bad for her teeth. Yes. Um, and, and he knew she was diabetic. Well, first of all, I, 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 you can't really lecture a three-year-old. <laughs> no. A, it's a weird decision, no. you, you know, uh, but, but then... Like, Clearly, the dentist also does not know child development very well mm -hmm. either. Yeah. So. <laughs> and, and so then the, they, they describe, look, the kid's got diabetes. Sometimes her blood sugar gets low and we have to drink juice because they get in a dangerous situation. But then blank stares because then there's no next thing to say. Like they're programmed. Don't drink juice. Don't Correct. use gummy bears. Like, like these are the things. My dentist will tell you the same thing over and over again. Don't, don't chew like potato chips because they're dry and they get stuck in your teeth. Like, right? Uh, sure. Gummy bears, sugar all over your teeth, it's, it gets stuck, blah, blah, blah. Yep. But then once you say, well, I need that stuff, then they don't know what to say after that. There aren't more comments. And I think that's that's the frustration, really, mm -hmm. is that 
they have a comment to share because they know from, again, their very narrow narrow field of focus that extra food or excess food, especially sugary types of foods or carbohydrate-rich types of foods that get stuck and may not get brushed off, sure. Yeah. Can that create dental problems? Absolutely it can. But to go the distance, a dentist then should be able to say, okay, if you need to treat this way, I recommend doing this. If at night you have to treat with sugar, try to treat with juice and have your child take a drink of water and swish it around in their mouth if possible at night. Yeah, right. That's what there they should, should say. be steps. You, you don't think they should say, um, Oh, you have to give sugar to stop low blood sugars. Isn't his diabetes under control? Oh, you don't think that's, no, that's what they so should have said? Cause that's the next no. one. Right. Um, <laughs> this <sighs> dentist told the person, stop using Skittles. Um, give your daughter something healthy. And she's like, so what am I supposed to do at three o'clock in the morning? <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What exactly. am I, what am I, what am I supposed to do? It, well, it, I think what yeah. it honestly boils down to is again, the general public, including people who we think of as being well educated, right? Have advanced degrees, mm-hmm. have advanced medical type of degrees. It boils down to the even them not having a basic idea, whether it's type one or type two from a dental perspective. At some point, someone may need to use sugar, right? So they should have an understanding that if they know the impact of sugar on the teeth for this population of people, they should have an extra explanation to what to do. Well, this person was told, um, the dentist told me, my old dentist told me, You're an adult, and you should know better than to have a snack or drink juice at night. And then went on to say that diabetics don't actually have to monitor their glucose at night because, what? because, and this is a quote, that's not a thing. Well, <laughs> clearly that was their old dentist. Yeah. And now I don't know if they mean old as in age oh, or if no, that I means think they meant, old yeah. like we got rid of this yeah. person. Yeah, after we stopped going to that dentist. But uh, but being serious, the responses here about dentists and eye doctors go on and on and on. And I, I do, listen, my expectation is this, eye doctors especially, they're thinking type two. They've been trained to look for problems in your eyes, right? Yes. And their expectation, a lot like when I talk to emergency room workers, is that a lot of the people that they see don't have grade A1Cs and stability. And so, and it's always the, um, the example I always use is that my friend is a, a police officer and through the course of his day, most of the people he meets are trying to get over on him one way or the other. And that he noticed that was slipping into the way he was thinking in his private life and had to like stop himself because he just expected everyone was lying to him. And I think that's what happens. I think they expect that instead of saying, well, I work in a hospital, so I'm going to see sick people, you you know, they say, well, these people are here because they have diabetes, not because their diabetes isn't managed well. Is it managed? Yeah, but because they have it in general. Um, So let me jump to to this one. Uh, hold on a second. Where is it? Sorry, there's so much here. But this must, this one must have like yellow highlighting around it I'm, or something. I, well, I'm jumping it's over, sticking out for you. I, I'm literally jumping over all the repetitions. My seven year old uh, was yelled at by her dentist. 
Um, and then I was told that you need to call her doctor and regulate her numbers. <gasps> and that's, oh, that's a way to get you to come back to the dentist. <laughs> well, that's where that leads into all of these comments from people that the amount of people who have been asked, are you stable? Oh. Are you regulated? Are you that that language right there in all different kinds of settings? Not well, just- and we can even go back to some of the other myths where that was also stated, mm-hmm. whether it's co- how do you deal with comments coming from people that are just outright, they're stupid. I'm sorry. I hate that word, but yeah. they are stupid comments, right? right. Um, so it, it kind of goes back to the the idea that at some point you should know enough to be able to have this quote unquote regulated or stabilized. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how to break that. I don't know how to break that idea that at some point it'll all just work itself out and you won't have to deal with lows or high blood sugars or, you know, any of the stuff that clearly these medical professionals think is possible. Yeah. No, it's tough. I mean, this is going to lead really well. People don't know who are listening, but when you and I are done recording the myth series, we're going to move on to some stuff for for doctors. Um, mm. And so I think this is, I might hold on to some of these actually, uh, so we can go back around. That would be fabulous. Yeah, yeah. Actually. It just, it really is interesting to see this feedback from people. Um, and the older what I'm seeing here is the older people are, the longer they've lived with diabetes, the more of these experiences they've had. And they, it just doesn't stop. Like you're too old to have type one. You're too thin to have type one. Like all of that stuff just keeps happening. You don't have type one diabetes. You were diagnosed in your fifties. Or That's what a dentist told somebody. No, no, this is now we're getting into doctors. Oh yeah. Um, this woman was told, the worst thing that she said ever happened to her was the doctor told her that she has a progressive disease and it will get worse. Like she's going to deteriorate is what she was told. And that's not that long ago, by the way, this was told to her. Yeah. Um, And this is where I feel like as an educator, I truly feel so sad that that I wish that I could just announce like a a big announcement that every single person could hear. Yeah. Like, could you please keep your comments and really do your learning before you make a comment about something, mm-hmm. right? It's where I wish that I could go to conferences and speak to, you know, medical groups or dental boards or these these groups of of medical professionals who clearly are not getting it right and then are coming with comments to those who are actually living the day-to-day grind of life with diabetes, again, mm. regardless of what type it is, I'd like to be able to just stand up and be like, look, <laughs> can you please get your information right? Don't use, don't flap your lips unless you actually know what you're going to say. Yeah. Listen, I was invited to talk at one of those things, and when I told them what I wanted to talk about was how I've been able to communicate with people about diabetes and help them, they told me that I wasn't a doctor and I couldn't talk about that stuff. Right, you didn't have the credentials, Yeah, I right? could come in and be like a like a famous person and just say blah, 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 bullshit and, and fill a room for them, but they didn't want me to say anything real, so I didn't go. So, right. Yeah. I, I, so I don't know how you get – they're the gatekeepers. 
They are. Yeah. So they're absolutely. The, even if you could get in there and you started talking, you might get a tomato in the face and you'd be out of there in five seconds anyway. <laughs> if you like, get down, I would take up. honestly. One I tomato. would be happy to take tomatoes as long as I could stay on the stage and just talk yeah. and be real and say, "You need to learn." You need to learn from real examples of what the people coming to you for help are talking to you about. Mm -hmm. And again, especially for the the practitioners who are more the very centered type of, um, you know, practice, like, again, a dentist or an eye doctor where you may know enough that diabetes can have impact Mm -hmm. on this part of your body. But before you ask questions that are just coming from a form that you have to read off and check boxes on, ask them in a way that actually makes sense. It wouldn't take you but a few hours to understand diabetes well enough to do It really wouldn't. Yeah, right. Have you found that getting your diabetes supplies can be a pain in the butt? I have too. But not any longer. Because now we're getting Arden's diabetes supplies from U.S. Med. To get a free benefits check, just call 888-721-1514 or go to usmed.com forward slash juice box. U.S. Med has served over 1 million diabetes customers since 1996. And they want you to know that they're offering you better service and better care than you're getting now. U.S. Med always provides 90 days worth of supplies and fast and free shipping. They carry everything from insulin pumps and diabetes testing supplies to the latest CGMs like the Freestyle Libre 2 and the Dexcom G6. Arden gets her Dexcoms and her Omnipods from U.S. Med. U.S. Med accepts Medicare nationwide and over 800 private insurers. U.S. Med is the number one distributor for Freestyle Libre systems, the number one specialty distributor for Omnipod Dash, number one fastest-growing tandem distributor, the number one rated distributor in Dexcom customer service satisfaction surveys, and they are proud of the white glove treatment that they offer their customers. usmed.com forward slash juice box or call 888-721-1514. And that 888 number is special just for Juicebox podcast listeners. Now, if you decide to go to the website... It's super simple. Here's what it tells you when you get there. Getting started is easy. From the comfort of your own home or office, you can now join over 1 million satisfied customers who rely on our staff of courteous, knowledgeable, and trained U.S. Med customer care representatives to keep you up to date with your medical and diabetic supplies delivered right to your door. Super simple benefits check. Name, phone number, email, zip code, and then just hit the button that says request a free benefits check. It's that easy. Let US Med take care of your supplies so you don't have to worry. How would you like to know what your blood sugar is without poking a hole in your finger? You can with the Dexcom G6 Continuous Glucose Monitoring System, which is available at Dexcom.com forward slash juice box. Not only does Dexcom offer zero finger sticks, but you can get your glucose readings right on your smart device. That's your iPhone or your Android. Don't have a phone? That's okay. You can use Dexcom's receiver. On any of these devices, you're able to set up customizable alerts and alarms, setting your optimal range so that you'll get notified when your glucose levels go too high or too low. And 
you can share this data with up to 10 followers. Imagine what that could look like. Your child could be at school and their data could be available to you, your spouse, their aunt, the school nurse, anyone who you choose. My daughter's been wearing a Dexcom forever and it helps us in multiple ways. Around meals, we're able to see if our boluses are well-timed and well-measured. If they aren't, we can tell by how her blood sugar reacts and then go back the next time and make an adjustment. Without the Dexcom CGM, we're sort of flying blind, but not just at meals, also during activity and sleep. The Dexcom offers us an unprecedented level of comfort and security. Being able to see my daughter's blood sugars in real time, and not just the number, but the speed and direction, is an absolute game changer if you're using insulin. Dexcom.com forward slash juice box. Head over there today to see if you're eligible for a free 10-day trial of the Dexcom G6. The Dexcom is at the center of how we've been able to keep our daughter's A1C between 5'2 and 6'2 for over seven years. We've been able to minimize variability and keep her blood sugars in a stable range because of the information that we can see with the Dexcom. These are our results and yours may vary, but using Dexcom's feedback has helped my daughter, without any food restrictions, live a more normal and healthy life. Dexcom.com forward slash juice box. Here's a very specific um, answer. This woman is a 35-year-plus type 1. She said she goes to a regular doctor, or, or to a dentist. Um, she has gingivitis. Mm -hmm. The doctor, with no access to her medical records, no knowledge of her time and range or A1C or anything else, says, um, well, you know, tight control of your diabetes can prevent this. And just that's the only thing they said to him. So she went to another physician. Um, kind of figured out once the doctor said that and didn't have access, like they was just kind of talking out of right. his ass. So she went to a woman's health provider and it turns out she gets something called menstrual gingivitis. Oh. And okay, who who would even know? Right. right? You know what I mean? But But the first guy told her, do better and this won't happen. And if she would have left with that in her head, then she would have spent the rest of her life torturing herself. All by the way, already with a great A one C and 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 time and range right. and everything, would have tortured herself, not gotten this issue right. figured out, and spent her whole life like flailing with this. I I I very much like take that to when my wife went to endocrinologist for years with what was clearly hypothyroid symptoms, and they would look at her tests and go, "You don't have that." Because your TSH isn't high enough. It's in range, they would say. And then seven years she struggles yeah. until finally we learned enough to push a doctor to do something right, for her. Right, right. And you if know. this was a, I mean, just obviously singling out this one particular example, this dentist then clearly didn't know enough, even in his own practice setting, to be able to say, well, sure, you have diabetes, but again, another question how are you managing? And then this person mm -hmm. could have come back and said, I manage really well. My A1C is here. I mean, my dentist actually asks me what my A1C is, which is yeah. great, right? But she could have come back and said, it's here. I do really well. I manage my diabetes really well. And then the dentist could have said, 
his knowledge base should have been to understand that menstrual gingivitis could have been a, an issue. Well, maybe it's it's you could well. So we do the same thing. Like I lead with Arden's A one C is this. She is. It's been like this for years. She's incredibly well managed. Like get past yes. that because a lot of these things are like every doctor I go to blames my diabetes for no matter what yes. it is. You know, and um, oh, this here's an interesting one. A friend of mine has type one for years. She moves, needs a new endo, gets to the new endo. The endo insists that she has type two and not type one diabetes and tries to like manhandle her into getting off of insulin. <laughs> oh, my I God. Even, I don't even know how not to laugh. Like, like, so she's a type one for years. And someone you've just met goes, no. looks at a piece of paper. No, you don't have type one diabetes and, and, and didn't want to give her scripts. Eh, I don't know what to this say. This is the ones that you like <laughs> run out of the room like, oh my God, yeah, like, I gotta like go. almost announcing to the waiting room full of people, do not see this person, right? That's how you honestly feel. I had one example of that when we first moved to the DC area. I went to see mm-hmm. a primary care just to get new prescriptions before I could get into my endo like two months later or something, right? This primary care doctor had to look in a like a pharmacy manual to figure out how to write the script for my insulin and then was still confused and i ended up telling them how to write my prescription Mm -hmm. this is i mean in general even primary care should know the basics of insulin prescribing yeah i arden's first oh god she really is going to listen back to this one day and be like, what the hell? But um, her first ever OB appointment I was sure. at. And like the intake nurse, we couldn't we couldn't find a way to describe to her that insulin wasn't a thing she took like once a day. Right. Like I just I'm, I'm like, listen, there's basal insulin and there's and it just was she. she didn't I, I just it. I stopped. I was like, write down whatever you want. I don't even care. Right. Because like, we're it, not here for that. Like, we're only here yeah. for hormonal menstruation needs, gynecology. Right. That's what we're here. And then, you know, what ends up happening later is that a person who actually understands looks at it if you get lucky. And they go, why is it like this? And I just said, lady, the lady that was talking to me earlier, she just wasn't getting it. So I let it go. You know, yeah. um, what am I supposed to do? Uh, a lot of the you need to regulate her numbers. Have, uh, has he leveled out yet? That's uh, a big one. My daughter was in the emergency room waiting to be discharged. So they're in there for a non-diabetes thing. And I asked the nurse, can I get a juice because my daughter's getting low? The nurse laughed, laughed, and then said, quote, no juice for you. You're diabetic. (laughs) So the lady has to then explain to an ER nurse, yes, she's diabetic. She has insulin. She's had too much of it. Her blood sugar is getting low. I need the juice to save her. And... That that had to be explained before it could be brought in. Again, a lot of this also is, it makes me think of the reason that a lot of people with diabetes and or a medic, another medical condition that isn't necessarily well understood in general, mm-hmm. it sometimes feels like you have to put on a coat of armor to like stand up and be able yeah. to 
stand up for yourself, right? And mm. to address these comments that are so I don't hurtful isn't the right word, but they are. It's like you have to defend yourself against stupidity. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's exhausting. It's exhausting. I think it's hurtful. It's hurtful in that it's exhausting. Yeah. Like you're just like, oh, again, is this going to happen right. again? Like, okay. And then you got to rally and you're like, okay, so juice. And you know, you, yeah. and, but the whole time you have to be thinking, you are a nurse in an ER. Like, you can't possibly not understand what I'm saying. Like, I get when my mother-in-law brings the wrong thing when I say Arden is low. I don't understand when a nurse says you can't have juice right. because you have diabetes. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, all right, here, this one is uh, from a doctor. They kept telling this person, it's okay if your son's blood sugar spikes to 400, as long as it comes back down. Oh, I've heard so that this so many times. Yeah. Um, now she's having a remembrance of this time the kid's blood sugar goes to 432. And um, because they gave him like pizza and stuff that they didn't, know, they didn't understand how to sure. manage yet. The kid flies up over 400. She's upset. So she's calling the nurse and the nurse is, you know, at the, at the, um, the endo's office is telling her like, you don't do anything, just wait. And hours and hours and hours go by and they're waiting and waiting and she knows she's doing the wrong thing and it's making her upset. And the doctor's office is telling them, no, no. Mm -hmm. like, yeah, just, no, you don't, don't bolus again. You, you have to wait, you put the insulin in, it's going to work. Right. I mean, some of the bread and butter of this podcast is talking about bolusing for fat and protein. Like, people love those episodes because it is obviously a thing that nobody tells you about. Or, I mean, in this example, they just don't even understand. Uh, a school nurse told this woman her child did not need to pre-bolus because another child in the school has diabetes and they don't pre-bolus. Because and that's, that's the only rock, rock example song. that this person that this nurse in the school yes. then has and says, Well, yeah. it works for this person, this must be the standard of care. So this is what we're going to use. More importantly, had she met the pre-bolusing family first, then when the non-pre-bolusing family would have said, We don't pre-bolus, she would have went, Oh no, you have to. Right. <laughs> because the other person I know already does it. Like that's literally that's just stupidity. That's not being able to work. Well, that's also thinking. like saying, well, you have this condition. You should be using this medication, right? It's mm -hmm. not a person to person. We very much obviously know that it's very different. So person to person, even with type 1 diabetes in a school child, this child might be using this type of a system in which this type of strategy is necessary. This child might be completely different. So strategies need to be very individualized. Tailored. I, yeah. Well, I went through this with Arden in school when I, I called the nurse's office one day and I said, uh, hey, Arden, she was, she was still really young. And I was like, Arden needs to come down and get insulin. Um, you know, I texted her and she told me what her blood sugar was. and It's too high. It's like 200. And I needed you to push it down. And she goes, we're not going to do that. And I said, why not? She goes, there's like four or five kids in this school. We don't do that for any of them. And I, so where I am, I don't know what's wrong with me, why I'm wired the way I am, but I was like, listen, <laughs> I don't give a crap what those other families are okay right. with. It's meaningless to me. If they want their kids to walk around with high blood sugars, then God bless. Like, that's fine. You, my daughter Doesn't. is not doing a thing because other people are doing it. Right. Are, are you out of your mind? Right. Like, what kind of, like, 
there's no common sense in that no. whatsoever. But but even after like but to their credit, after I explained it, she's like, okay. But like, why was that the first thing she said? Like, why can't people think? Is is my problem? <laughs> like like it, it, I already heard this from somewhere else, so that's the rule because you heard it first. Like, I don't I don't get that. I really don't. There, there's a comment here that's not attached to a story mm-hmm. that I just want to read. I wonder if the people who tell us these lies would follow those rules if they had type one diabetes themselves. Well, and that's a it's a so, great because quite honestly, yeah. even if they learned a little bit about type one diabetes, they would change they would seconds. change their yeah. tune very, very quickly. I think it also makes people I know myself as I think about it in going into any new healthcare provider, someone I've not seen before, as I said before, I sort of on a subconscious level, I know that there's going to be explanation that I have to bring in that I feel really frustrated about, that I have to mm-hmm. provide this, almost this education session in just like a two-minute conversation yeah. to get them to understand that, please, please don't offer me information because <laughs> I don't need your information. Like I'm here for this. Please give me this. I will tell you this about myself. I will answer it for you, and we will go our merry ways. Right. Well, and uh, look how sad that is. So you know how to take care of your diabetes, so you don't need them. But other people need them, and what they're getting from them is not just wrong sometimes, but, but opposite. 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 Here, here, here's an opposite. I was having a hospital stay. The resident told me, "I will need less insulin because I'm bedridden." So less activity, not that's opposite. Mm-hmm. They're likely going to need more insulin for being typically, better. right? I mean, maybe not exactly, but the idea that it's definitely going to be less because you're not moving around is countering. And the fact the, that they're the there for a hospital stay is probably a stressor, right? It's not like you're mm-hmm. bedridden at Disney World and like enjoying Mickey mm-hmm. Mouse breakfast, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> also, by the way, there could be va- there's always variables. Sure. I, here's one that jumps in my head. If you're a person who's not well hydrated and you use a lot more insulin because you're not well hydrated, then I sit you in a bed and I put an IV in your arm and hydrate the hell out of you. Your insulin might work better and you might have a different. So maybe that's what they're Who, who knows? knows? But it's just that person knew that's not right for right. me. But there, I think so behind it, there was no up. explanation. And so I think that's another piece behind all of this is that there's no explanation for some of the silly comments that end up coming out and you the person with diabetes or the caregiver of you know a child or somebody you're left thinking how could they think this like what am Mm -hmm. i supposed to do with this nonsense information that you're talking about or isn't it even more shocking to hear that a person is told you have to have type 2 diabetes because you're older, but that person who told them that is a neurologist. Like, isn't there, I mean, am I, am I the only one who hears neurologist and thinks you must be a pretty bright person? You, you know what I mean? With like the capacity to remember a lot of things. And, Correct. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, this person says, I, I hate having a lazy doctor who decides that anything else wrong with me has to be my diabetes. And then the response is, if you lower your A1C, this is, this one's interesting. If you lower your A1C, your osteoarthritis in your hand will go away. You had a abscess in your tooth because your diabetes is uncontrolled. That's why you need a root canal and antibiotics 
because your diabetes is not managed well. Then this one is fascinating. And by the way, the amount of people who then said this happened to them was mind-numbing. They had rotator cuff problems. Okay. But because they had diabetes, they told them they had frozen shoulder. Okay. And then they put them through vigorous exercise frozen shoulder exercises on their chewed up rotator cuff that had nothing to do with frozen shoulder the amount of people in one subthread that talked about this happening to them is mind so literally they didn't like, have frozen shoulder which is no. a potential complication of that di- it is yes but right, they actually right. didn't have frozen shoulder they were told that they did nope. when it was really more of another issue they all had rotator cuff tears and it was nothing. Oh, there, there's four people here saying that. They all had rotator cuff tears. Their doctor said, oh, you have diabetes. This is frozen it's... shoulder. And then they get, I don't know how people know, like they they want to break up that. Sure. That, that uh, the, you know, the, um, what am I thinking? Uh, the scar tissue, tissue yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And so they they're, they do these, like, re- and if you've ever had a torn rotator cuff, which I have had, right. so I have, Thankfully. I have a, a good feeling about this. It's incredibly painful. And moving your arm makes it a lot worse. So this one lady did it for a year. A year. And then finally the doctor was like, oh, let's take an image. Oh, you're a rotator cuff. Wouldn't you do an image to be, like, right? I don't know. Yes, I would think so. Like, if you're going to diagnose anything, I mean, you don't. Right. I guess you see, but that's, this is what people talk about over and over again. They see the diabetes first and then their mind runs to that, those ideas that I always like, you know, you know, you, you see people online talk all the time. Like the, the phrase, are you like real person sick? <laughs> like, like, I don't feel well. Are you a real person sick? Like, do you have a cold or is this your diabetes? Like, like, you know, like that's a thing people say. Um, and I think that's an example of the doctor just skipping over a real person stick and going right to, well, we you have that. diabetes, so this must be that. Hmm. That's it. Um, my, this this conversation about the this shoulder thing goes on forever. Oh, here. here oh, in the same vein. I went to the ER with sepsis. This is a serious thing. But they told me to go away, control my glucose levels, and I'll be better. <gasps> So they, so they didn't, she had sepsis. They didn't take time to realize she was septic. They just tested her blood sugar and told her that was the problem. And it was probably high because she had sepsis. Well, she said, I do believe that it's because I had sepsis that my blood sugar was high. And then she ran into a woman in the waiting room. um, And that person said, I just saw someone die of this last year. Untreated. Uh, yeah, sepsis yeah. isn't something Se- you one uh, that's <laughs> oh. I'm not laughing at the sepsis. Everyone knows I'm. I wish what I honestly wish, yeah. what honestly, which clearly would be so illegal to do. <laughs> All these people are like, "Don't go to this establishment. This doctor did this." Or did this. I mean, clearly, we can't do that. But I mean, really, wouldn't you want a list of all the all the people that clearly are not good to go to? You're saying like the way you can Google sex offenders and they come up on a map. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get what you're saying. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I know I did. It. Yeah. Um, okay, hold on. Yes, a please don't post your doctors. We don't want to deal. Yeah, with I don't think we're no. supposed to do that. Like, let's not do that. Um, I'm not calling no. for that. 
uh, a nurse in a hospital said, would you like some honey in your tea? I know you have diabetes, so you can't have sugar. But since honey is natural, it won't affect your blood sugar. That's another good one. Well, it kind of actually makes (laughs) me think of the Skittles comment that you said earlier. Like, can't you find Mm -hmm. something healthier than Skittles? Okay, sure. How about I try raisins? They're just as sticky and gluey as a Skittle is, right? Sugar Mm -hmm. is sugar on the teeth. So whether it's a healthier option or a completely like created product in some food lab someplace, sugar that's going to stick to your teeth that you're not going to brush away is still sugar. Well, this, this is another one that got a lot of responses. The honey thing happens to people a lot. Like, oh, just use honey. It's natural. That, that thing. Um, this person said, I was going through the grocery store line and uh, my bagger kept complimenting me on my health, healthy food choices, but then got to my Truvia and told me I have to put this back and get honey um, because that would be better for me. Mm. And she's like, well, I have diabetes, so I'm right. not. And they're like, yeah, but this is a chemical. And, you know, I know. I, I don't know. It's just. Um, the amount of people I think that again want to give what they think is going to be helpful information because out of the goodness of their heart they just oh I know I know this thing I totally want to share this thing with you with no knowledge of what you or somebody else is living with or Mm -hmm. dealing with they just they just want to spew their information (laughs) Yeah, yeah. All right. I, already, I already told you this one. Here's one. This is this is more generalized. How many people are told that "quote unquote" type management is not possible without it being a huge mental load? I think a lot. Like that's yeah, that happens a lot, right? Like so, so people are told, "Don't take that good care of yourself," because it must be upsetting to you to have to focus on it like that. So is that, are they trying to say trade mental health for physical physical health? health? That's what it sounds like overall. So I'll be happier as I'm dying. No, that won't happen. When you're dying, you definitely won't be happy. So um, like, so hold on. So I get the, I, so I guess I get the high level idea. Yes. Like don't tax yourself too much. But if, but when I see this, said to me it's very frequently by people who will later tell you i'm not taxed by it like i figured it out i'm doing well my a1c's in the fives right. and then they go to a doctor's office and they're told stop like i want your a1c higher those words come out of people's mouths time. a lot yes yeah and i think there is i mean the mental component of managing absolutely could it become overwhelming if you really are over the top in like consistently like click, 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 click. I got to see, I have to see, I have to look, I have to do this. I have to adjust this. I have to do this, blah, blah, blah. And you never really do learn how to get to that. I don't want to use the word stable, but that place of just knowing for the most part. Where where your decisions, your decisions lead to stuff that doesn't need to be constantly bumped around. Yeah. So the mental load can definitely be, considerable but Mm. for somebody to say trade the mental part of it for happiness with less management by no means is going to make you happier also wouldn't you start off by asking do you find this too taxing right right 
Yeah, because maybe the person would go, yes, actually, it is. Um, but but for the people who go, no, I'm good. Like, thanks. Like, you just are assuming that because my numbers are lower than other people's, that I must be putting a ton of effort into it. Oh, that is what it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. That was that one. <laughs> um, and that that leads into my, my spouse also thinks that I'm micromanaging things. Hmm. And then they call me a control freak. And, but the person says, but I'm less stressed now than I was before. Right. Because I'm seeing blood sugars mainly between 80 and 130. Mm -hmm. My mom told me that I was being too hyper about this. Um, my son's endo is good because he has type one himself, but still the nurses are not helpful. Yeah. Isn't, isn't that interesting? Right. Like you, you, the, the doctor knows and somehow the staff doesn't know. And I think there's a hmm. different level of understanding there to a degree. I've also always thought that nurses or the other support clinical staff within an endocrinology practice, they really should be well-schooled in that particular medical condition, right? Yeah. Um and so I think that's where a little bit of that lack might come in. Maybe you do have a really awesome endo um, or nurse practitioner or PA who does get the diabetes part of it the way that they should, but the support staff may not. And I, mm -hmm. it is frustrating. I know. My neighbor is a nurse and told me, quote, at least you'll never be fat. Oh, what I kind of comment that is that? I don't know. Is it easy to be a nurse? What is happening? Um, I, I, it seems like something that would be difficult to accomplish. It is not um, an easy, I mean, no, yeah, there's no. a lot of schooling <laughs> that goes into being a nurse. I, yes. I don't even want to dig into that because I don't even understand what that means. Like type ones. Oh, she just means type twos. Is that I don't know means? even what that means. Oh God. I don't even know how to pick that one apart. Um, I went to pick up my prescription and the pharmacist told me, no one needs to check their blood sugar eight to 10 times a day oh. Oh. for test strips. And then went on to say, I doubt your insurance company is even going to approve such a crazy amount of test strips. A crazy amount. You're crazy. I had, <laughs> I actually had this as a personal experience at my pharmacy. I did. Mm -hmm. And I, did you really? I did. I wrote a letter to the, I wrote a letter to the company. I was so angry. I was, I had mm -hmm. gone to pick up my test strips and my order is for a good number of test strips, right? Even yeah. though I have a CGM. Right. Who knows about the zombie apocalypse, <laughs> right? Still need so I was standing kind of um, outside of the area where they're filling and there's an open window and like the pharmacy techs and the pharmacist can have discussion. And this pharmacy yeah. tech was looking at my order I, w I know it was my order because I was the only one there. And the specifics of the order for the number of tests a day, she actually said something to the degree of what this comment is. Not knowing that I was there and that I could hear, she was like, what kind of person, why would you even need to check your blood sugar this many times a day? That just seems outrageous. And I was like, fuming. I was so angry. And I was like, Keep it together, Jenny. I was like, this is going to their corporate office. I was so, 
so angry about just the comment. And so I wrote a letter and I got a really good, um, I got a really nice letter back. Um, Mm -hmm. And whether it's that this person doesn't work the same shifts or whatever, I've never seen this person there again. Mm-hmm. Whether they got let go or had significant discussion or whatever it was, but I was, I was fuming mad. Do you think the nurse was let go who told someone their three-year-old didn't need a snack because the pump was going to stop the load from happening? Um, the the adult said there was a lot of insulin on board left. Um, then they told me that I was overmanaging him, didn't know what I was talking about, <gasps> and the pump take care. The pump takes care of everything. So literally, this person was refusing to provide a treatment to help. To help. Yeah, we're we're going to end up here with some after this one. We're going to end up with some school nurse stuff. So, but you have to hear this one. My son had his first seizure from diabetes from a low when he was nine years old. To complicate things, we had been doing karate the night before. And I was afraid that maybe he had hit his head too hard being thrown. Okay. They live in a rural area and they went to the emergency room after giving him glucagon during the seizure. The ER doc had already been eyeing me because I'm a large bodied person and I was getting judgmental looks. Then the CT scans came back and I guess they were clear. There they were, they were clear. And the doctor said, the CT scans are clear. And then quote, if you guys just stay clear of the Moo Moo burgers, this won't happen again. <gasps> and then while he was saying that, he was tracing. Oh, my God. I don't usually get thrown off by this. Oh, stuff. my God. I'm so just while, thrown off by the, the Moo Moo burger. <laughs> well, while the ER doctor said, if you guys just stay clear of the Moo Moo burgers, this won't happen again. He was using his finger to trace her form in front of her. Oh. <gasps> Ah, wow. That threw me off. Um, He walked out before I could muster up how to explain to him that one, obesity doesn't cause type 1 diabetes in children, that two, my child is actually adopted, um, and that fast food doesn't cause seizures. Oh, Um, my. Yeah. He still works at the hospital, she said. She had to go back and and refused uh, to see him. Oh, my God. And she did. She did write a, a letter, too. Anyway, I actually made me upset. That makes and I'm so sorry yeah. to that person. If I yeah. no, I always tell people like when you I'm sh- working with you know people on Zoom, obviously, and sometimes there's a very like emotional conversation, and sometimes people just get teary, and I'm like, I wish I could give you a hug. I'm so yeah. sorry. That one threw me oh. off. It sent that like um, I got that pins and needles yeah. through my chest. I think I got. I think I was mad. That was really something. Um, okay, so the school nurse. Oh. You either get a good one or you don't. I don't know another way to say it. I know. Um, I was going to say there so, are really, yeah. really awesome. <laughs> there are some really great ones. And oh my god, there are. Yeah, no, no, there, there absolutely are. We end, we ended up having good ones. I've heard of school nurses who have bought iPads with their own money to follow Dexcoms, things like that. Um, but this person points out, you're going to get told by the school that the school nurse is trained to handle the problem, and that really might not be the case. So. Advocate. I don't think might is that may it may very well not be the case. You will very likely have to go in and educate in your individual nature of need, because even if the school nurse has had experience with a type one, like you said before, in that example, which astounds me, 
no one will need the same management. And you might get this one who called the mom to say her sixth grader was on a trip with a school and they had a low blood sugar. But don't worry, they made sure he did not have any candy because they know diabetics cannot have sugar. <gasps> I'd be in the car and be like, how fast can I drive to wherever my child is? I'm going to get my kid. You have my child. Oh. Um, Which this is, one was pulled I, by. I think it's scarier, especially like a child who really is old enough and knows better mm -hmm. would likely have something on their person and would likely know well enough to be like, look, I'm going to treat this. I don't care what you're saying. I'm going to do what I need to do. But for a very small child or one that doesn't really know quite yet what to do on their own, you are leaving it to the power of this nurse to help. Yeah. No, I mean, you, listen, there's a bigger conversation here. You have to educate them. You have to go to a meeting before school starts. You really have to lay the yes. whole thing out. You know, put your intentions up front, how you want to manage it, what your expectations are of them. Um, it, it's a it's a very delicate. I think I've seen seven. often, too, yeah. especially since school is really coming up for a lot of people. <clears throat> I see the discussion about 504s and all of the different plans and, and everything. And um, what I've seen work the best, quite honestly, is a what I call a decision matrix. It's like an if mm -hmm. this, then this type of scenario, very well bulleted, very easy to read in the moment, in the need, mm -hmm. so that you really can drive those points forward in an easy way. And then they will learn. They will. It won't take long to learn it after mm -hmm. that. Uh, this one's a random one. I was diagnosed with type one and couldn't see an endo for the first year, uh, but the doctor I was seeing kept giving me advice about how I could eat so that I could get off of insulin. Oh, thank goodness for that doctor. Um, yes. I'd like to talk really to that doctor. Out. Maybe he can teach me how to eat so I can. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you could get rid of get your type one too. That'd be lovely. Why, why is she bogarting this doctor who has all the great information? <laughs> this is a long one. I'm going to uh, kind of synopsize a little bit because I think it makes a point. This person said that they were diagnosed for less than 90 days. And they got no, no, nothing like no information. It happens to adults all the time. Um, you know, I, I know people like to say all the time, it's so hard for a kid to be diagnosed. It's hard for an adult to be diagnosed because they're like, here's insulin. Good luck. Right. And you know, that that's it. This person found the podcast and this is not me just like trying to say something nice about us, <laughs> but, um, taught themselves what to do and then use that information moving forward to shape how they were being managed by the doctor. Like by having like information and knowing what you want, she was able to say, look what I've accomplished. This is how I accomplished it. I'd like to this keep doing it need. like this. Yeah. And, and then what you don't know will happen, but I trust me, I know what's going to happen is the doctor is going to be relieved that they don't, because I mean, you've just heard these stories forever. They're going to be like, finally, one of them, I'm not going to mess up. And like, right. and then they can, they'll, they're going to be thrilled to help you. Correct. So, yeah. and help. Know. And maybe if you really get a, have a good doctor there, maybe they will be very willing to ask you questions so that they can also learn more and help someone else who doesn't have the knowledge that you brought in, right? Maybe mm -hmm. if they're a really good doctor, you know, I also think that the doctors are like, thank goodness, this one's going to help my ratings go up, <laughs> right? This one, <laughs> Somebody's going to have liked this me. This one's going to show that I actually know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Jenny, do you have a couple of minutes to just rapid fire through some miscellaneous ones at the end here? Uh, yeah, I've got about five minutes. I don't know what this one means, 
My 10-year-old was getting her annual labs for celiac and thyroid. The phlebotomist said, at least you know she won't grow up to be a junkie. I don't know what that means. Listen, I don't know. Um, I was told by my doctor not to feed my son too much rice because that will make him get diabetes. And this Uh, person already had diabetes? Mm-hmm. Oh, good. I don't know. I, I um, So this is the stuff that people said that they hear. It's just diabetes. It happens because of diabetes. You need to get off of that stuff referring to insulin. Insulin. Um, all of my health problems are blamed on being diabetic. At one point, this person had a brain bleed. And they were telling them that their their blood sugar is why they have a headache. That almost made me curse. I'm sorry. That was, um, I know that they have to label me as uncontrolled for insurance reasons, but I work so hard and it really feels like a slap in the face. Yeah. So this person sees their chart and they say uncontrolled. Also, we didn't get into this, but I think a lot of this, and maybe we should find a place to get into this in the podcast, but the ADA is still saying seven, right, for an A1C. I think that's part of the problem, too. Um, Let's see. I've been told that I can't do things because I have diabetes. Oh, your A1C is so good. Are you sure you even have diabetes? Oh. Not not joking. Right, it's all gone. Now not, that not I've joking. got my A1C at this 5.2 level, clearly I mm-hmm. no longer have to do anything. Any hallelujah. I fixed it. Yeah. Uh th- this person said they had a video of their kid online that, and they had on a pump and uh a conspiracy theorist told them that they were turning the child into an antenna. Oh. That was interesting. Um I don't like hearing the word diabetes. Because I don't think it's funny. Um, I was once told I had asked if I had cancer because I saw my pod. That's actually, I guess people wouldn't know that. I know this because of my mom. There's a chemo drug yes. that you're supposed to get for like 24 hours after. And they put it in an they Omnipod. Do. It's not, I mean, Omnipod, Insulet makes yep. them. You know what yep. I mean? So I've seen the commercials. I, I, with the rare amount of television I see okay, once I saw, I was like, really? They're using the pods for something else? That's amazing. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, I was called a drain on the healthcare system by a doctor. (gasps) Oh. Yeah. Wow. I I don't know. I can't do much more of this. This is like, this goes on and on and on forever. Um, Like this, this is pages and pages of responses from people. This is just, I mean, it goes back. I think it was probably within the first one or two of the myths that we did, um, Mm -hmm. something about comments, you know, whatnot. And I said, you know, even my kindergartner has learned the whole zip it, lock it, put it in your pocket, right? Like, come on, just don't speak. If you're going to come out with something that's absurd, just please think first. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Being, I've been told I'm a helicopter mom for taking good care of my child's health. Um, Okay, and I'm going to end on this mm. one because this one. This is the end all of them. I, I mean, I, in my mind, it kind of is. And honestly, I can't keep scrolling. Like, it goes on for freaking ever. Um, although, hold on. When you're nine years old and you have a low blood sugar and your dad hands you a Coors to fix it. <gasps> <laughs> hold on. Here's what I'm ending on. A nurse told me. 
a nurse who has diabetes, type 1, told me, another diabetes person, I run better on high octane. I leave my blood sugar high. Mm. I, I, okay, there you go. Good luck, everybody. <laughs> um, oh, I don't even have, I don't have a comment for that other than that. Clearly should not be, hopefully, a diabetes nurse specialist because that's. Yeah, this one wasn't a doctor, but I once told a friend I was pregnant and they said, I didn't think diabetics were allowed to get pregnant. Yeah, I've heard that more often than I need to, especially with the year that we are in currently and all the technology we have and what we know about Mm -hmm. that. Yep. Okay, Jenny, we've done it. Um, Now, you know, I was like smiling and happy at the beginning of this. I know we were all like, it's Friday. It's Friday. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I, I think it's obligatory to say not every doctor doesn't know what they're talking about. A hundred percent. There I, are really good physicians. I, they're really good nurses. They're really good health practitioners out there that really do what they are aiming to do for the benefit of the people that they're working with. Yeah. Absolutely. But this clearly demonstrates that it exists that. in in and there's more than a little bit of it and it's my intention to to present it to you to say that if this any of this stuff or something like this has happened to you you have to go get a better yes. doctor. Absolutely. That's really why I'm putting this here. Yes. So, I hope everybody enjoyed people's stories of ridiculousness, yes. but thank yes. you. Have a good Jimmy. weekend. <laughs> you too. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Always happy to have Jenny here. Don't forget, she's at integrateddiabetes.com. Speaking of being happy, Dexcom.com forward slash juice box. Check out your blood sugars in real time on your iPhone or Android. And we're going to thank US Med and remind you that at usmed.com forward slash juice box, you can get your free benefits check and get going right away with US Med. Or you can call them at 888-721-1514. Well, this was episode 998. Tomorrow is 999 with Arden. It's her third appearance on the show. And then at episode 1000, the Diabetes Pro Tip series is back and it's remastered. Sounds better than ever. Download them all and have them in your player for when you need them. If you or a loved one has been diagnosed with type 1 diabetes, The Bold Beginnings series from the Juicebox podcast is a terrific place to begin listening. In this series, Jenny Smith and I will go over the questions most often asked at the beginning of Type 1. Jenny is a certified diabetes care and education specialist who is also a registered and licensed dietitian, and Jenny has had Type 1 diabetes for 35 years. My name is Scott Benner, and I am the father of a child who has Type 1 diabetes. Our daughter, Arden, was diagnosed in 2006 at the age of two. I believe that at the core of diabetes management, understanding how insulin works and how food and other variables impact your system is of the utmost importance. The Bold Beginning series will lead you down the path of understanding. The series is made up of 24 episodes, and it begins at episode 698 in your podcast or audio player. I'll list those episodes at the end of this. To listen, you can go to juiceboxpodcast.com, go up to the menu at the top, and choose Bold Beginnings, or 
go into any audio app, like Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and then find the episodes that correspond with the series. Those lists, again, are at Juicebox Podcast up in the menu, or if you're in the private Facebook group, in the Featured tab. The private Facebook group has over 40,000 members. There are conversations happening right now and 24 hours a day that you would be incredibly interested in. So don't wait. So don't wait. Check out the Bold Beginnings series today and get started on your journey. Episode 698 defines the Bold Beginnings series. 702, honeymooning. 706, adult diagnosis. 711 and 712 go over diabetes terminologies. In episode 715, we talk about fear of insulin. In 719, the 15-15 rule. Episode 723, long-acting insulin. 727, target range. 731, food choices. 735, pre-bolus. 739, carbs. 743, stacking. 747, flexibility. In episode 751, we discuss school. In episode 755, exercise. 759, guilt, fears, hope, and expectations. In episode 763 of the Bold Beginning series, we talk about community. 772, journaling. 776, technology and medical supplies. Episode 780, treating low blood glucose. Episode 784, dealing with insurance. 788, talking to your family. And episode 805, illness and ketone management. Check it out. It will change your life.